Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me, Mummy on a Break, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing ordinary mums like you and me who are in business. Today, my guest is Wafa Pal. Wafa is a mum in business who spreads love and joy to others by teaching them how to cook Lebanese food and how to belly dance. Thank you, Wafa, for joining me today. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? In good shape. <laughs> so, before we get into finding a bit more about why you started your business, Tell us a bit about yourself, your story, and how you got to where you are today so our listeners can get a better sense of who you are. Well, how long have you got? Uh, I'll be short. <laughs> well, my name is Wafa. I'm Lebanese. I was born in Lebanon, lived there until I was 35. Um, I come from a big family. I'm the youngest of seven. And I went through, like most people of my generation, school, work, university, you name it. Uh, my background was teaching. Uh, I was a teacher for 14 years. Then I did a uh, master degree in sociology, which led me to work at the same time as with the teaching on the side with the Lebanese University in social research. And every all was set for me to live all my life in Lebanon. Then I went on holiday to visit my brother in South Africa. His best friend proposed to me in two weeks. Two weeks after that, we got married, then go back home. <laughs> and, that's and I end up in England. <laughs> it's English, I have to say. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing like a whirlwind romance to, um, oh, to get your life in motion. That's amazing. It's called life. And oh. I go with life. I just follow. I don't. Well, I don't want to say I don't think. Of course I do think. But you know, I follow what life put in front of me. 
Oh my goodness, that is amazing. I know that many listeners who will be hearing what you're saying, what, two weeks, two weeks? How do you know? How do you know? But I guess it's like with most things in life, when you know, you know. But also there is like everything in life, you know or not, you've got to work at it. Um, if you go on a path, you have to give it your absolutely best. And we're still together, so we must be doing something right. We have our moments, I have to say, like everyone else. But yeah, um, I do believe in following your guts and giving it your best. Well, there you go. It's simple advice, but good advice that gives us a good, solid foundation for the rest of our life, I think. So, Wafa, the big question is, what made you decide to start your own business? I didn't. <laughs> well, well, I didn't expect that response. I know, I know. It just happened. It's like my marriage. It's like my own life. It just <laughs> I tell you what, I found out that my strength in going with what life gives me and as I go back to giving it my best, uh, the, take the jokes away, I... Um, I actually, after my younger son went to school, I decided to train as a counselor and that was my chosen path. So I trained, and, but to pay for the course, I thought mm, I'll teach belly dancing. And that was absolutely just like a joke. I was telling myself, I remember laughing so, so much about it. And I thought nobody's going to be interested. And in less than two years uh, after that joke, I told myself, I had six classes a week. So, <laughs> and it was more fun. It was more therapeutic, I would say, than counseling. Although I did finish my qualification and worked a year with Relate, uh, I did uh, decide to, to keep on with the dancing, to focus on the dancing. And um, yeah, so that was, and still by then, still was pocket money, was still doing something fun and mainly for me was as I said I wanted to pay for the course but I wanted to be engaged with people I want to bring more people but I didn't expect that this many really <laughs> so um, a few years after that the numbers gone down a bit with the recession and I thought mm, what can I do then I thought oh, my, my husband doesn't eat tasty food so I thought I'll do it as a business and that was the beginning <laughs> of my business here we go <laughs> see that just goes to prove that you know we have thoughts that just pop into our head and we think my word that's a bit random or a bit I'm gonna say ridiculous because sometimes we do like have thoughts and we go well well who would go for that who would do that and you're just proving that if you listen to what comes up and you know have an element of seriousness seriousness to it and actually not go oh that's ridiculous I'll just forget it then it can take you somewhere that is amazing because you're following your passion because you are passionate about belly dancing you do love cooking and and you know whenever I see you <laughs> whenever I see you on networking events and um you're prepping for one of your cook-along classes. The smile on your face, Waffer, is literally from ear to ear. So if we're enjoying what we're doing, then that's just going to rub off on other people, which will 
then get us more clients, which means we can spread the word wiser, wiser, wider. So, you know, I think what you're proving to me is you've got to listen to yourself because nine times out of 10, you are right and it will take you somewhere amazing. What do you think? You know, listen and actually take action. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing. I, if some, you know, I don't know how much is sort of talked about in the business world, but we don't all need to be perfect to start doing something. We can start, and I admit I learned as I got along. I, I learned more about the dancing as I started dancing. Well, I danced all my life before, but I learned more about the teaching, the element, all of it. The same about cooking. So have have the guts, have the, the courage to give it a go, I would say. And that's I am a proof of that. I think that's amazing. One of the um, mottos I try to live by is it's better to take imperfect action than to wait for it to be perfect. Because actually, if you wait, it's never going to be perfect and you'll never go anywhere. So I think your advice there is spot on. And we should trying to be perfect or trying to have everything in place actually stops us from moving forward and is a big excuse. I don't believe in perfection. Actually, it's one of our biggest, uh, hold, what hold us back in, in the days we live in, all this talk about being perfect. I think that is the most nonsense. I think what equal to it, or not equal, what, what I believe in is do your best. And sometimes your best is not good enough. Fair enough, then you try something else. But certainly perfection, I, I don't believe in it. It's absolutely nonsense. You're right, you're right. It, 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 it... It's, a, it's, a, it's something that we chase for, and I say we, human beings, that just is not realistic, it's not real. So you have done lots of things in your life. What has been your biggest challenge? <laughs> Technology. I can't bear it. I absolutely can't. Everything I have to learn, and I don't like to go and Google and read how to do things i like to be shown and that makes me dependent on other people but i even that i think it has a value because it i'm always connecting with people who i can help with one way they can help me with another so um it's just technology that is blooming not slowing at all it's going the more you learn then there is two days after there's something else and then you think give me a break let me just get you to get used to it do you know what the good thing about that is you know where um your limitations are because we can't know everything and rather than struggling and potentially using up valuable energy to try and learn and get it done you're doing what actually we should all do which is right okay then I could learn if I wanted to and I'm quite capable of learning but actually my time and energy is better spent somewhere else so I'm going to go and find an expert to help me do that which is what, you know, <laughs> again, that's the second great piece of advice. And we've only been talking for about five minutes. Just the speed of it really boggles my mind. I really find it challenging, put it this way. But I'm soldiering on. I'm going, doing what I can do. And it's okay. Yeah, still not stopping you, is it? So, no, no see? So, what's the best thing you've ever done? I did think of that question. And... Uh, I don't, I look back and I haven't regretted, I would like to say, anything I've done in general. 
of course, there is bits and pieces, but nothing major. But the best thing I would say I've learned is the counseling course because it taught me awareness, self-awareness. And I really think it's not okay anymore in our days when we are in the 21st century to be going blindly about life. And we can't understand everything happening around us, but at least try to look within understand who we are why we do what we do and why and we don't need to sort anything we don't need to it's not a problem it's just the awareness give us a i'm going to say a weapon but now you <laughs> give us a tool maybe it's a better word give us a tool to 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 be our best yeah and i think self-awareness is really powerful because it's for me it has two sides to it first of all it's helping us understand ourselves what we like what we don't like how we are how we're not and then second of all the impact of what we say think and do on others so yeah if you know who you are and you're more aware of you and your impact on life and others then i think you're sort of halfway to being a pretty good human there is one one side to it that relate to business of course that is personal development it's for you and your everyday life but from a business point of view when we have enough awareness about ourselves we're more open to what other people say and we can weigh it. I don't believe everything people say to me, good or bad, because I, I have to examine it for myself. But I, it opens my mind to when I have a criticism or a, whatever you call it, uh, I'm, I'm happy to look at it. I don't go on the defense straight away because I think, well, maybe there is a point. I just I need to look at it. And if I get feedback, positive feedback, always believe in that, always. So here we go. So th there's two things you've said in the last um, few minutes that remind me of an, a brilliant book. It's called, um, and I talk about this book quite regularly, it's called The Four Agreements by um, Don Miguel. And literally, it's four principles that you can live your life by. They're very simple. And actually, they help to take the stress out of life that we put on ourselves. Um, and the two that you have actually remarked on was first of all you talked about doing your best and he always he says you should always do your best now your best looks different depending on how you feel when you get up in the morning you know if you're fit you've had a good night's sleep you're you haven't got a cold you know that but what you look like in that situation will be completely different than if you've had a distracted disrupted night's sleep you've got a cold and you shouldn't beat yourself up because you don't think you've given it your all. Doing your best looks different. And if you can look at yourself in the mirror and go, I did the best I could today, that's all you can expect of yourself. And the second thing you talked about and around the self-awareness and what I bring it back to for one of the agreements is don't take things personally. Yes, be open to what's going on. But when somebody says something to you, regardless of whether it's a compliment or a criticism, 
not to take it personally. And the reason why he says you don't take it personally is because the person who is talking to you, they've come from a different place than where you've come from. So they're talking to you with different beliefs, um, different stories that they're telling themselves from what you might be telling yourself. So I totally agree, you know, be open, be understanding. But just because somebody has said something to you, it doesn't mean that that is it. That's that is how it is. It's their perspective on life, on on the situation. I think it's important to examine, I think, uh, and then you take it or leave it. Uh, but certainly, I think being aware uh, gives us the strength to accept criticism and look into it. We take it or not, that's another thing. But because we're not perfect. And you know what? We do make it do make mistakes. We do get it wrong. And that's how it is. That's fine. <laughs> You're right. So... What drives you, inspires you, and motivates you to do what you do? I wouldn't be making it very simple, I think, by saying being with people, sharing with people, uh, sharing with people the joy of what I enjoy and what I guess they will enjoy. And sometimes people came with doubts, but they, they enjoyed whatever we shared. Uh, and every time I finish a cookery class, I finish a, to a, a talk, I finish a demonstration or whatever, uh, or I finish a, a, a party, hemp party or whatever I, I've done. And when people come and hug me in the days when we were allowed to hug, <laughs> it's it's the, I can't, that, that gives me enough energy to, to conquer the world. Absolutely. Oh, and what is your ultimate goal when it comes to your business? I haven't got a sort of a very fixed goal except reaching more people and bringing back the joy of why you call them special, simple pleasures of life, connecting with people eating with people, talking with people. So um, it's just about spreading more of that, of going back to basics to a certain extent, do the things that matter without all the fluff around. Mainly mainly sharing, sharing and people, absolutely. Their sort of my being goes around those two things. That's lovely. Now, you already said you're married and you've got two beautiful children. How do you manage juggling your business and your family? There's two parts to it. When I started the business, as when it became a business, uh, my, mainly my work was in the evening. So most of dinners, parties, dancing, they were in the evening. So my husband was at home when the children were little. And I only started after they got to school. I did not want somebody else to bring my children. I didn't want somebody to bring them up. I wanted to do it. So. The nature of my work helped me that uh, my husband was in the evening at home and I went out did what I had to do. As they got older, uh, the best way I juggled is by make them help me. I get them to, <laughs> to work with me when they can, of course, not out of their school or work. Uh, as I said, most of my work if uh, in the weekend because it's related to parties or talks or whatever. So I got them involved for many reasons. I needed their help. And I needed them to learn that when we, whatever we earn does not come um, by sitting and talking. 
and it's hard work and they know that but they were and they were very I'm very proud of them because they they made me proud because they took whatever we asked them they did moan a bit but then um, it's lovely to bribe them I always paid them so but they were took part they welcomed people they uh, they got engaged with people they did the washing up they chopped the salad they danced when they felt like it so i i just got them engaged in what i do and uh so that's how i juggled <laughs> but that's good because you're not only is it becoming like a family concern and they get to see mum doing what she does and enjoying what she does but you're also teaching them valuable life lessons life skills so that you know if when they're ready to go into work for themselves if they want to start a business then you've already showed them what it takes and what value that they can not only give but also get from it so well why not you know you're using you're using the resource around you to help make the juggle easier yeah, yeah. and you know it, it was two two side to it first i needed their help and their help depended on their ability and age and size and all of this but then also it was time together as a family and also it was for them to see the reality of of work mm. so so you've given us lots of good advice. What's the best advice anyone has ever given you? I, I can't on top of my head think of a person, but one thing I read and I actually copied it and put it on my fridge. And it says, if you try, you might. If you don't, you won't. And I live by it. And it is that simple, isn't it? If you don't have a go, you'll never know. There you go, listeners. doesn't matter what it is, whether you're contemplating becoming a business owner or whatever it is, that's good life advice. Have a go and see what happens. See where it takes you. You try, you might. If you don't, you won't. As simple as that. It takes oh, courage. It. Don't get me wrong. It takes courage. But then nobody died from it. So here we go. <laughs> but the more times you do it, the easier it will get or the more courage you will have to try bigger things and the learning that comes from it absolutely and that's what is life all about isn't it yes you either win or learn and yeah and sometimes things don't go right or as we think they should go and always when we look back we think wow that was for better really but yeah life is is like that is you know we try and i like to think we try to complicate things more than they should be. Don't get me wrong. I have my times when I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm coming here now looking very wise <laughs> and composed. I'm not always like this. But that's when I look back. That's how I've done my business, my life. That's how it worked. And the more, as you said, the more we do it, stronger we, we become. Uh, we have more trust in ourselves. And if we get it wrong, so be it. And if we... Uh, it doesn't work we try something else so there will be ladies men listening thinking oh i think i might have a go being starting my own business what advice would you give them now that you know you've you've traveled this road of being a business owner before i give that advice i'll just say i will never 
be employed. Put it this way. I, I'd rather go begging in the streets than being employed. As simple as that. It's not maybe very politically correct to say, but once you, it's, it, you know, having your own business comes with all risk and responsibility, but then it's, we are the people who will answer to that. And we have, we do, we can create it, create our business in on, that comes from within. You know what I mean? It's tough and you have to put up with the times when it doesn't work, but then you soldier on and you keep going and it works. And so, yeah, uh, go ahead, do it, roll your sleeves up and keep going. Oh, see that simple. It is that simple. And it's, and it is, you're right. It's, it's not easy, but my word, it's rewarding. And it's rewarding in so many ways. It's not necessarily always financially rewarding, but it is really rewarding. It enriches your life, the people you meet, the experiences you have, the learning that comes with running your own business. But you know what, also, I think the failing and the success, they're ours. So we can't blame it on somebody else. And we, we enjoy it and we suffer for it. So it's, it comes from within. And I think that makes us stronger as people. So if we, 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 we make it right and it works, amazing celebration. Of course, you, we, you know, it makes us, I feel like on top of the world. But when it goes wrong or it doesn't work as I thought it's going to work, well, as I said, I pull myself up and I just try something else or try it again. So as we draw this wonderful discussion to an end, finally, I know our listeners will be thinking, I need to connect with WAFA. I need to know more. I need to get into WAFA's world. How can people connect with you? How can they find you? If they can spell my name correctly, they, can, <laughs> they will find me. <laughs> well, I, I, well, of course, my, um, you can search for me as Wafa Powell or Dancing Flavors. So either of those two words or my name or Dancing Flavors will get you to find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. And um, I love friends, so whoever is listening, please connect with me. I never have enough. I've got loads, but I never have enough. So yeah, I don't think you can miss me, put it this way, I'm too loud. <laughs> oh, thank you, Wafa. This has been an amazing conversation. I always love talking to you. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.